So I looked at my husband and said, the best gift I want, no, actually I need this year is rest. When I see graduation day, I only see me in a hotel room away from the noise, resting, recuperating, silencing the noise of the everyday hustling bustle. My husband, God bless his heart, looked at me and had a questioning look of why. <laughs> so I looked at him thinking, now why would you ask me that? Haven't you seen what the past three years have been? But I didn't. I know better. If my tone wasn't right in my head, it wouldn't be right coming from my mouth. Yep. <laughs> so I listened to the whispers from my ultimate coach and simply said, babe, because it has been a long two years of hard labor. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it definitely has been two long years of hard labor. And that's exactly what we are talking about today. So come on in and let's get the show started. <laughs> Hi, dear sister. Hi, friend. This is Kate Eklaka-Daisy, and it is great to have you listening today. What I aim to do with the podcast and the wider ministry of I Am Free Woman is to help you heal and transform your heart and mind as you choose to live free in Christ every day. I believe healing is our choice, and once we embrace that process, we can truly heal others as we are healed. So I say, let's flip the narrative. Heal people, heal people. <laughs> a few reminders before we dive into our conversation today. Please remember and continue to like, share, 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 <laughs> follow, subscribe to the podcast, and also rate and review the show on Apple iTunes. It will do my heart some good to hear from you. I just want to say thank you to those who reach out to me personally and also via Instagram to kind of let me know how the show is going for you and the messages that you're sending. It just encourages us in ministry as doing work of any kind when we hear the feedback because it kind of tells us that, okay, you're doing something right or maybe you need to tweak something and so on. So thank you and keep that feedback coming, okay? We have a planner for you and I'm going to continue to say this because today's topic, rest, exhaustion, tiredness, chronic fatigue, all those things stems from how we are really managing and living our life well. And so this planner is available for you and you can go to chiefjoyactivator.com to see and to get your copy. Also, we want you to subscribe to our newsletter. Listen, if you are not subscribed to our newsletter at iamfreewoman.org, you are definitely missing out because that is like my intimate letter that I send out every month to our dear sister community of women. And in there, I am particularly focusing on healing heart habits. So if you're interested in learning the tricks and tips and all that to healing your heart and kind of doing this well, then I would encourage you to subscribe to our newsletter, okay? I am freewoman.org. I want you to know this today. What you are doing, getting out of bed, getting yourself together, getting others in your life what they need and want, taking care of your business, however big or small it is, making yourself available to others, sometimes more than your body, your soul and your spirit fully present, getting through traffic to be somewhere, maybe with a smile on your face, maybe with exhaustion, stress, maybe not feeling like it. What you do every day makes a difference to someone else. And so dear sister, that is all you can do. If you were to take inventory of how you have showed up today, what would you pat yourself on the back for achieving? Remember, it is not the big accomplishments alone that are noticed. The small, subtle ones are just as impactful as the big ones. So I say cheers to your awesomeness as you do your best because you're doing it with excellence all to the glory of God. Remember, your everyday small moments of sacrifice can compound to big moments of success. Okay? I want you to believe that. 
I want to shout out Krista Joy from Krista Joy Ministries for following us on Instagram. <laughs> Thanks, Krista. Thanks, dear sister, for your support. It is great to have you join our dear sister community, and it warms my heart greatly. This podcast is me and you navigating the world of healing the heart and mind by integrating faith and well-being tools to activate your spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical healing, and sometimes relational and financial healing, professional healing, and so on. I bring the parts of me that are healed and the parts that are still healing, along with important friends I will invite to sit with me and sit with us as we discuss and share compelling stories of freedom. Walking the rich and beautiful life of faith plus being your authentic godly self can sometimes be so tricky. So choose to live free podcast. It's my way of making faith work plus healing plus everything in between about life and living it relatable and joy filled. (laughs) So welcome, welcome, welcome. We all need people. And if you have been listening to the podcast for a while, I want to say thank you for following. Thank you for joining. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for your faithfulness. I really appreciate that. Today's show is simply about us and our need to recognize that we aren't machines designed to operate 24-7. For my listeners, in certain parts of the world, exhaustion may not fully win right now in your life because you may not recognize your symptoms as that. For some, you are so exhausted. You are so tired. Your dark circles under your eyes says it all. For some of you, you are simply trekking along with life. You aren't paying exhaustion attention at all. But deep down, you are so tired. You're so weary. You don't know what's going on. And sometimes you know what's going on, but you're numb to it. If you are in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, I want you to lean into today's episode because if you knew, if I knew what I know now in my 20s, I probably would have not rushed in my thoughts to be an adult. <laughs> so here's what we'll be looking at today. Breaking free from exhaustion, chronic fatigue, or tiredness. Breaking through exhaustion, fatigue, or tiredness. And breathing again when you realize that exhaustion is winning in your life. I am no medical professional, so as you listen to any of my symptoms and what I have done, if if they resonate with you, please consult with your primary care doctor and get your healing started or get your treatment started. So, are you ready? Let's get started. As always, let's lay the groundwork by looking at the definition of exhaustion. According to the dictionary, exhaustion is the state of extreme physical or mental fatigue. Sometimes the physical fatigue is easier to notice than the mental, but they are all related to one another. You can't break free from something you are unaware of or think it does not exist. To break free, you must first acknowledge that Houston, we have a problem. Living in a world that seems to be moving at the speed of technological advancement. Sometimes it feels like the world is moving way too fast for us to catch up, right? Yep, sometimes it feels like it. Look at your immediate environment right now. What do you see? Within a twinkle of an eye, a niece or nephew would have grown up so much you wonder what they are eating. (laughs) Organizational changes are rapid. Traffic seems to increase by the minute every day. There's never enough hours in the day to catch up on all parts of our lives. And the sudden and ongoing natural disasters and climate change are now an everyday occurrence. Sometimes I feel like technology is good. And sometimes I feel like technology, we need to observe a caveman moment of ignorance where our minds are oblivious to a lot of stuff in the world so that we can think freely. Yep. But we won't blame technology because that's the beauty of God's gifts given to man at work. Someone has the bright idea or had the bright idea to invent what we use and enjoy today. So no complaints there. God also gave each of us something called choice, where we get to choose every day how we interact with and in the world when it comes to technology. 
And we won't blame side hustles either. Give yourself grace for trying to figure out how best to utilize your gifts and talents in this world. So if you're tired and exhausted because you're running all these uh, campaigns and errands and jobs and organizations and all that, I am not here to tell you to stop side hustling or to stop and put your phone down and all that. Nope, that God has not anointed me to tell you to stop doing those things because everybody's life situation is different and you may have your reasons why you have a side hustle. But what I'm here to tell you today is how you can run your race well and not be exhausted doing so. Exhaustion, being an extreme physical or mental fatigue, is becoming more and more prevalent in our society, especially developing and developed worlds. And by the way, I don't like the term developed and developed worlds. I hate using that because I feel like every world is still developing or every country is still developing. Anyway, but I know why we use it when it comes to economics and all that. So most people say I am tired. I hear that most of the time in sessions with my clients. It is more than tired, dear sister. There is fatigue everywhere, Whew. everywhere. I see a couple, they're so tired from running errands and responsibilities. They don't have time for each other. For any day that you say you're tired, I want you to analyze how you are sleeping, for example. And that's just one. I think we should be asking this question more when we are with others. For example, hey, Lucy, how have you been sleeping? Hey, Lucy, how have you been resting? Hey, Lucy, how have you been eating? Hey, Lucy, how have you been sitting still? Hey, Lucy, and so on and so forth. Because National Safety Council reports that more than 43% of workers are sleep deprived. I think the number is higher than that. Dri driving drowsy is impaired dri driving you are three times more likely to be in a car crash if you're fatigued. Losing even two hours of sleep is similar to the effects of having three beers. Wow. And being awake for more than 20 hours is the equivalent of being legally drunk. Wow, wow, wow. Fatigue is costing employers about $136 billion a year in health-related productivity. And in the United States, more than 70 million Americans suffer from a sleep disorder. Wow. I can't talk about exhaustion without asking this question. Dear sister, what are you chasing and what are you choosing? The dream, the goal, the status, the job, the title, the education, the recognition. What are you truly seeking in life? Why are you seeking it? And how are you being directed by the Lord to seek it? If the devil can't make you sin, he will make you busy. A quote by Corrie Ten Boom. I say a busy mind makes for a busy soul. A busy soul finds it difficult to connect with his spirit and allow his spirit to commune with God. Truly, your soul finds rest in God. Psalm 62 verse 1. Remember how Jesus did it? And being born in his image, being the baby steps, be, begin the baby steps of recovering from fatigue, tiredness, hurry, and exhaustion is not easy. But you can begin with those baby steps. Your soul finds rest in God through his word. What he has already shown you or shown us in chapters of scripture is where we begin. As you listen to my journey with exhaustion, I want you to see that it is possible for you to turn things around and not live life so exhausted, so tired, so drained, and so fatigued. You will see how I had to weave his word back into my lifestyle for my lifestyle to make sense without the need to hurry. Okay, that's it. As my five-year-old will say when he's fed up with something, he'll often say, okay, that's it. <laughs> We have got to change and change starts in our lifestyles, definitely.
I want to share my lessons from a self-diagnosed sleep disorder, which I quickly had to correct. And I'm going to do this by the way I typically do all our stories. I'm going to start by talking about the breaking free moment. So the breaking free moment from exhaustion. So I started my second master's degree in the fall of 2021 with excitement and so much motivation, y'all. By the end of the fall semester, my brain had changed, literally. So had my physical body and my mental health state. The irony, I was going to school to become a mental health professional and my mental health was simply spiraling. I was working more than a full-time job as a director. I was in school full-time. I had a family to raise and be present for. I was serving in church. I was running a ministry. I was, I was, I was. So spring semester rolled on by and I had never missed, you know, I had these near misses with accidents because I would be so tired from late night homework and papers that were due. I would be in the office on the days I had to go in and would struggle to stay awake. Sometimes feeling sluggish, I would chug down caffeinated green tea to keep me awake. Who was this person? I asked myself one day. That wasn't me. I was literally changing in an unhealthy way. I started to notice symptoms such as slurred speeches, losing train of thought, having low energy in the mornings, losing interest in working out. And for those who know me, you know, I love my workouts. Eating a bit more of unhealthy snacks late at night as I tackled homework. Then I started to feel tingling in my hands and feet. My vision was off and I couldn't concentrate. The day I literally had to close my office door at 5 p.m. and slept because I knew getting on the highway would be disastrous. I knew. Houston, we have a problem. <laughs> It was time, it was time to break free from doctors, from what doctors would call chronic fatigue or what I would call, and I'm going to say this well, because I saw, I looked it up in uh, Mayo Clinic. So chronic fatigue or what the doctors would call myalgic encephalomyelitis. Yes. So for all my doctors listening, give me grace. I mean, I said it and I think I said it well. <laughs> Okay, so back to this breaking free moment. At some point, my thoughts raised to, my thoughts became things like, maybe I am having a mild stroke, you know, based on my symptoms, you know, and they had gone way too far. Sometimes I thought I was having a heart attack. You know, like I had all these weird thoughts going through my head, but definitely those symptoms were not normal. And I had to really listen to what the Holy Spirit was telling me in that moment, especially when I one day experienced like slurred speech and then I had the tingling and the loss of concentration. I was woke, like <laughs> literally I was woke. I, I was like, okay, something had to give. Something is not right. So during a gift exchange, I asked for the book, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. In the book, John states that hurry is a form of violence on the soul. And right there, exhaustion is winning in your life, I would say. So let me ask you, dear sister, how is hurry represented in your life? Where are you hurrying to? Like, where are you in a rush to all the time? Your thoughts, how are your thoughts? Where are they racing to? What are they thinking about? You know, what does tiredness and exhaustion look like for you? What would it be or what would it take for you to eliminate it today? Some of the symptoms of exhaustion that takes over your life and what I noticed in me and it depletes your soul and your spirit would include lack of sleep, eating unhealthy food and weight gain, less time spent fueling your spirit, 
you check the box when it comes to devotions like you just don't have the energy to even open your bible yep i've been there you are drowsy sleepy all the time or most of the time you lose or lack concentration your vision is blurry or distorted you feel you need more sleep all the time you're looking pale and frail and you look busy and overwhelmed Whew. Mm -mm -mm. i remember those days <sighs> these are simply a few of what i experienced my spirituality was depleting fast, like fast, because I was so physically tired all the time at the end of the day during my first year of being in my master's program. So what did I do? Exactly what the word says. If you lack wisdom, ask. I grabbed John Mark's book and started where it hurts. I took an inventory of all my life activities from sunup to sundown for a month. So that's the first thing I would encourage you to do if you know that you're tired all the time. Take an inventory of all your life's activities from sunup to sundown. And then the next thing I did was I audited my activities to identify what were my priorities and what I needed to say no to, maybe put a pause on, or excuse myself in a form of a sabbatical. Yes, you can say no, you can pause, and you can completely excuse yourself. Some activities were emotionally difficult for me to release, such as serving in children's ministry at church, and I had been there for over 10 years, and I had to bow out of that. But I had to. Not be overly active with going out with friends was also something that I had to do so that I could clear my calendar enough to look at the priorities that I had. Declining invitations was hard. So if you're my friend and you've been listening to this and you know that I did not decline an invitation, know that you are special <laughs> because I had to decline a lot of invitations even my kids like Saturday afternoon um, birthday parties I could not go to those you know so my husband will have to take the kids and all that so that's my breaking free moment when I literally knew that these symptoms were not normal and they were foreign to my body I had to do something about that so then you might ask what is the breaking through moments from exhaustion so your breaking through would require diligence and consistency to put into practice healthy lifestyle changes and adopt new habits. It's not easy as it sounds, y'all. It's not. Not just saying it with your mouth, but doing it too. And that's the hardest, the doing part. To make sleep and rest a priority and non-negotiable, I literally had to do that. I had to make sleep and rest a priority and non-negotiable. For example, in my quest to break through exhaustion, I made sleep a priority and eliminated unnecessary things from my lifestyle as much as possible. Listen, listen to your body, dear sisters, and the warning signs you sense going on within you. In the last episode, episode chapter eight, we had an, a guest on the show talking about heart failure. And if you haven't listened to that, you should listen because there's so much in there for you to learn when it comes to us as women and our health and also our hearts. As women, we tend to ignore these warning signs. And I remember the conversation I recently had with our guest on episode eight. We don't mean to ignore the warning signs. Hear me out. We don't mean to ignore it. It's not like we are intentionally ignoring the warning signs, but we do and it costs us something. We, we, we are busy with life and all that. So we neglect, you know, taking care of ourselves and then life happens. There are some things in your life that for a reason, maybe you have to take a back seat or not be able to do it the way you want it done to your perfection. 
And so if there is someone out there who is going to offer you help, allow them to do the things you don't particularly care for, how it's done, so you are less stressed about them. I got this tip from Dave Ramsey a while ago when I was listening to him and he was, I think a caller called and was talking about uh, household cleaning and putting budget aside because that's what his wife is asking for. And he was asking Dave if he should do that. And Dave Ramsey said, you cannot buy peace of mind. So if paying someone to come clean your house is going to give your wife the rest and the peace of mind she needs so that she's available to you to have sex and all that, then you should do that. Again, peace of mind, you know, peace of mind. So for some reason, for a season of my life, we had to pay someone to clean our house until I could find my bearings when it comes to school and find my sanity when it comes to all the things that I had to do. It was either that, which is paying someone to clean the house or my marriage and my kids would suffer. And I knew that I could let someone clean my house, but to be a wife and to be a parent, I was the one that had to do that. So those are some of the ways in which you can make decisions when you're looking at your inventory of activities and trying to figure out which one to prioritize and all that. What are those activities that only you can do? And what are those activities that someone else can do? And if they can do it well, they can do it to a certain point and you may have to coach them or something like that. The breaking through has been a continuous adjustment, I should tell you that, and readjustment, I should tell you that. Because as life progresses, one thing you must always keep in mind is your goal, which is to ensure that you're pacing yourself pace yourself. Remember, life is not a race, so pace yourself. Anytime hurry comes calling and you feel exhaustion winning, how about you respond like this? Hi, hurry. Hi, race. I don't race. I pace. Yep. <laughs> so after this breaking through moment, what happened? Well, you have to go into your breathing again moment. So this is where you figured out your routine and your schedules and you have put in place some of the things that Kate is asking you to do, like take inventory and audit yourselves and all that. Breaking, breathing again after feeling like exhaustion robbed you takes consistent alignment to your priorities. Yes. I remember one night my husband and I were discussing my school process and how much life had changed for us. He asked me what I desire as a graduation gift. Yep. And I only see... This is what I said. So when he asked me, I looked at my husband and said, the best gift I want, no, actually I need this year is for you to book a hotel room so that I could get some rest. Yes. So <laughs> my husband looked at me, God bless his heart. And he just said, uh, what now? And I said, I just need you to book a hotel room because I am tired. So he, after we went back and forth for a while, he agreed and was like, yeah. So as of today, as you're listening to this podcast, I am two months away from graduation. And overall, I am five months away from completing all my clinical hours. You best believe that vacation will be sweet. I am so looking forward to that vacation, God willing, because your breathing again moment when you have been able to make some lifestyle changes will require that you practice what I call great escapes or what I call silence and solitude. These can be in a form of intermittent Sabbaths that you take throughout the month naps that you schedule and practice daily, and silence fast that you practice where you quiet all the noise around you, TV, cell phone, social media, everything, and tune into the Holy Spirit. I love these silence fasts, and I actually practice it like two times a week so that I can have clarity of mind and stop ruminating. Also, practicing rituals like using your do not disturb on your phone and engaging in the habit of sitting still in your bedroom with your Bible and soft worship music allows your heart to feel all the feels. 
you don't need to plan a whole day if your life deems it unrealistic and you work a crazy schedule. You have to get creative. Just get creative. <sighs> when exhaustion wins, dear sister, you can get your life back. Truly, your soul finds rest in God. Remember how Jesus did it and being born in his image. Begin with the baby steps of recovering from fatigue, hurry, tiredness, exhaustion, and so on. Your soul finds rest in God through his word. So, after talking about this breaking free and then breaking through and breathing again and learning all these different tips that you can do, here are some of the three thoughts I have for you today. Eliminating hurry or breaking free from exhaustion is more than behavior modification and coping mechanisms. It requires you to be honest with yourself and acknowledge your willingness to change from what you may be striving for. I wouldn't say that all striving is bad. Our natural instinct is to strive. That is to try to achieve a result. You're trying. You try endlessly and persistently. Sometimes you strive to get good grades. Sometimes you strive to get yourself and your family the best health care. Sometimes you strive to break the glass ceiling. Is it bad? No. And this is what I love about the Holy Spirit. At some point, he whispers, enough striving, dear daughter. Now let's look at the goal again. And this time, I want you to persist steadfastly. And that is perseverance. See, it as a journey, a task, a goal that you have to work at diligently and with careful thoughts to how you get it done. So no, all striving is not bad. We are naturally wired to try to do something. It is when it overtakes us that sometimes it becomes too strenuous for us. But number two, oftentimes to be spiritually filled, we must address physical and mental symptoms or problems first. Going to God for wisdom will be a wise start to know your next steps. If your symptoms are overwhelming you, please seek immediate attention. I love it when we pray and wait, but then we don't give God enough time to talk back to us. Prayer, a conversation. A conversation requires feedback. Are you waiting for God's feedback? He definitely will say something to you. In Proverbs chapter 1, wisdom is found where rebuke is embraced. Okay, and that is my own paraphrasing of Proverbs chapter 1 in totality. Wisdom is found where rebuke is embraced. When we pray and the response is conviction, I want you to lean in. Right there is wisdom knocking at the doors of your heart. Thought number three, most disciples are not discipling these days. We are simply deciphering what we feel and what we want to do. To disciple is to be obediently doing anything and everything that God is asking you to do, even if it is uncomfortable. It doesn't make sense or it is not the norm in the culture around you. In our newsletter this month, there's something that I sent out. We sent out our newsletter, which focuses on healing heart habits. And so hint, if you really, really want to learn from us and learn how me, for example, I deal with heart issues on a day-to-day -day basis, month to month, go ahead and subscribe to our newsletter because you will learn a lot from that at IamFreeWoman.org. You will receive our Healing Heart Habits quality time newsletters from me, and that is supposed to help you heal as well, okay? Here are three words for you. The first one that I want to kind of hint to you is lifestyle. When it comes to exhaustion, tiredness, all those things, it's a lifestyle. And in order for us to know how to do it, let us just examine how Jesus did it. So the next word is rest. He rested. And then the next word is pace. He paced. So these two words, rest and pace, have become my go-to. Every time I feel exhausted or I am mentally tired, I ask myself, Kate, are you resting enough? And are you pacing yourself? So maybe that's something you can also ask yourself. Here are three actions you can take today. Please rate, review the podcast. It is blessing you, and I know it is, so please make sure that you do that. Connect with me, connect with us, subscribe to our newsletter so that you can learn more about uh, what we do. 
I want to hear from you also. So you can go to Chief Joy Activator on Instagram and connect with me, or you can go to I Am Free Woman Ministries on Instagram and connect with us. On action number two, here are some questions to help you assess how you're pacing yourself in life. Are you mentally exhausted? Are you physically tired? Are you persevering or striving? How is your sitting down moment with God like? Which part of you feels pulled and tugged? Could you use a dose of pacing yourself at the speed of grace instead of at the speed of light? Could you use a dose of pacing yourself at the speed of grace instead of at the speed of light or even at the speed of technology? Action number three, consider practicing one of my heart healing habits for this month. Practice a silence fast, take a great escape, and or initiate intermittent do not disturb on your phone. It is always a great time walking in my purpose of teaching and building others up in the ways of God. I have tasted it and I know in my heart that this is where peace and joy resides. For example, what we've talked about today, it is like everyday topic, right? Get rest, get rest, get rest, get some rest, see how Jesus did it, all that. But how practical is it? I have given you so many practical ways to do that today. So the question is, are you going to do it? Living free is everyday godly decisions that frees your heart and mind, feeds your heart and mind, and focuses your heart and mind. In order to be free, you have to do, and I believe that you can do that. My heart is full, and I hope yours is too. Listen, dear sister, I want us to be different. Live in the fullness of your calling. I am so happy that I get to walk in my purpose and to teach you and help you heal your heart and to be joyfully free. There is work to be tried to be done when it comes to transforming our hearts and minds. And it doesn't end here. It is every single day, every single week, every single month, and so on. It doesn't stop. So let's choose to be free. Let's choose to live free. Let's choose to stay free. Being faithfully renewed, encouraged, exceptional women and men of God. This is Kate, your Chief Joy Activator, signing out. And until next time, I want you to know that God's goodness and grace is always following you. So remember, heal people, heal people. So go out into the world and heal someone today. And remember, choose to live free. I love you. Bye. <laughs> Ha, ha, ha.